The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Star Wars 7x7, episode 715. Today, a Clone Wars briefing. We're looking at season 2, episode 10, which is entitled The Deserter. And it is the second of a two-part story arc involving General Grievous. Punch it, Chewie. This is Bobby Roberts, formerly of Full of Sith. And you are listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod, and not a heck of a lot happens in this episode. This episode picks up on the last one we had, Grievous Intrigue, where Grievous had captured a member of the Jedi Council, and Obi-Wan and company went to rescue him, etc., etc., but Grievous got away on an escape pod that went down to the planet Seleucami, and so now Obi-Wan has to lead a group to try and capture Grievous and get him before he gets off-world. Meanwhile, Grievous and company discover that there is one escape pod that managed to land intact on the surface and have a working transmitter for them to call for help. So they go marching off to where that escape pod is. And Obi-Wan and company split ranks after they find Grievous's downed escape pod and try to track Grievous down. And so there's a lot of walking around and hunting around and blah, 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 and stuff like that. Commando droids end up shooting around that Downs Rex, Captain Rex, and I'm shocked it didn't kill him. I guess it hit him in the, you know, all that stuff that uh, makes up the big pauldron. Anyway, they take him to a local farm that they happen to stumble across where it turns out that a clone deserter has taken up residence. And this leads to some comparatively adult discussions. And I think this is one of the things that I'm often surprised about, about the fact that they go very mature on some of these topics, considering that the show is, you know, a Cartoon Network show or was a Cartoon Network show and is definitely pitched for younger audiences compared to older audiences. Not that I don't enjoy them and not that there aren't hundreds of thousands, if not millions of adults that don't enjoy them or anything like that. But I'd love to know if you really think that these cartoons are actually for kids or if they are just as much for adults. Chime into the comments at the blog post for the show's episode at SW7X7.com. I don't think I've ever asked you to consider that question and share your ideas about it. So please do. In particular, though, this is a snippet of the kind of conversation I'm talking about. Come on, Rex, admit it. You've thought about what your life could look like if you would also leave the army and choose the life you want. What if I am choosing the life I want? What if I'm staying in the army because it's meaningful to me? And how is it meaningful? Because I'm part of the most pivotal moment in the history of the Republic. If we fail, then our children and their children could be forced to live under an evil I can't well imagine. If you were to have children, of course, but that would be against the rules, wouldn't it? Isn't that what somebody programmed you to believe, Captain? No, Cut, it's simply what I believe. It doesn't matter if it's my children or other people's children. 
I mean, come on. Self-determination, your place in the world and your place in a war or you're deciding to leave the war, your thoughts about family and your place in history and what's going on in the world. I mean, those are really heady topics to be talking about. And that's one of the things that makes this more than just your garden variety action cartoon series really awesome. But of course, you need to play to the kids as well, and so I guess that's what the battle droids are all about, because they've just been reduced to complete and utter slapstick, as they are trudging along with General Grievous, who's riding on some local pack animal, trudging along trying to find the escape pod, and the batteries are running down, this happens. Sir, we need to get our power recharged. Not this again! How could your power cells be so depleted? You would not let us ride on one of those creatures with you, sir. You would allow us to close down for a few moments. Oh my god! Any more complaints? Uh, no, 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 I don't think no. no That's no. what I thought! Now let's find that pod! Yikes! Yep, there's some slapstick for you, and in case you couldn't quite tell what happened, Grievous slashed one of them with a lightsaber. I'm sure you had easily identified the sound effect, but figured I would tell you just in case. And speaking of sound effects, again, I've highlighted this in a previous episode, and I just can't help it. It is so awesome to hear some of the sound effects from the original trilogy back, and this is speeder bikes again on Salukamai running around, and I guess they shouldn't sound like the speeder bikes from the Return of the Jedi time period, but they do, and this is what they sound like. It's unmistakable, isn't it? And yet, it's 25 years before we actually hear speeder bikes for the first time in Return of the Jedi. It shouldn't sound the same, not that far away, and yet it does, but eh, what are you going to do? Anyway, so bottom line, Grievous gets to the pod, and Obi-Wan and company get to Grievous, and they try to get him, but doesn't quite work out, and so Grievous gets away, and Obi-Wan says, oh, we're right back where we started, which, of course, we all knew he was going to be, but, you know, maybe the kids don't remember that, so <laughs> I guess it's all's well that ends well for the viewer itself. And that is going to do it for our Clone Wars briefing for Season 2, Episode 10, The Deserter. Hey Rebel Rouser, you've heard me talk about the Star Wars 3D holograms from Zebra Imaging here on the podcast before. Now you've got another reason to sit up and take notice. They've got a fantastic Father's Day special going on. Buy the dad and get the son free. That's right, when you buy Han Solo and Carbonite, you'll get Kylo Ren, both from the Alpha edition of Star Wars 3D hologram collectibles. Just go to sw7x7.com slash hologram to claim the offer. Once again, that's sw7x7.com slash hologram. All right, I've got your trivia question here for you. All right, let's light it up! Last time we asked you what Finn's first idea was for taking out the shields at Starkiller Base, and that was using the Force. Today's question, what's the name of the long gun that the Stormtroopers of the First Order deploy to try and shoot down Poe and Finn's TIE Fighter before it escapes from the landing bay of the Finalizer? Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you activate the carbon freezing chamber, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if the show's been worth your time, please support us at patreon.com SW7x7. It's most impressive, and it's destiny unleashed.
This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2016 Star Wars and my son. We hope you love it.